from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop. And Monday through Fridays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. live Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to have you here on today's very special broadcast. And this broadcast is proudly bringing you a look at the Syracuse upcoming matchup, a conversation on the Syracuse upcoming matchup against Pittsburgh and interviews one-on-one with, that you're not going to hear anywhere else, Steve Ishmael, wide receiver one-on-one conversation, will be in today's broadcast heading into the Pittsburgh game, as well as one-on-one with defensive lineman Elton Robinson and one-on-one with Syracuse punter Sterling Hoffrichter. So we're going offense, defense, and special teams in this show. A representative from each of the three phases of Syracuse's football program We will have Steve Ishmael for the offense, as well as Elton Robinson for the defense, and Sterling Hoffrichter for special teams in today's special broadcast of Syracuse football. Through five games this season for the Syracuse Orange, where Syracuse currently sits at right now, through their first five games of the season, is a record of two and three. Now, it's not for a lack of effort or want to, Syracuse has pushed themselves in some of these games and on the road has done some work to try and get themselves back into games against LSU scoring 16 points in a span of less than 13 minutes to try and come back in that game, which they were in down by two 28, 26 with under six minutes to play and ended up ultimately losing the game at NC state started out very, very slow for Syracuse and surged all the way back to make it a game that could have been a touchdown and a two-point conversion away from a tie, losing 33-25. to So it's not for lack of effort, Syracuse, later on in games. It's about playing a full four quarters, which you'll hear Steve Ishmael and I discuss in this show. They played a full game against Central Connecticut State, a full game against Central Michigan, never had momentum against Middle Tennessee, didn't play the majority of the first half at LSU, and the same thing at NC State. Syracuse has to become a 60-minute, four-quarter team. Now, there are issues that they need to work on, which is getting better in the run defense. They have to work on offensively being able to move the ball on the ground. I think their biggest problem offensively and defensively is in the same area, which is in the backfield with the run. They don't play well against the run, and they don't do well running the ball themselves, which has become a tremendous issue for this team. Now, Eric Dungy tries to make up for that by having a bunch of quarterback keepers and being the best running back on the team. But the reason why you have a stable of running backs is so your quarterback doesn't have to do everything. And in these first five games, he's essentially had to do that. He's had to be the guy nine times out of ten. And Syracuse has to improve in that respect. They have to improve in their blocking for the run, and the running backs have to be able to attack and get the job done. Mo Neal has had some good moments. Dante Strickland's had some good moments. It's about having that consistency moving forward, which I believe they would tell you too. Marquenzi Pierre, same type of thing. It's about moving forward and being able to get the job done every single week. 
or else Syracuse is bound to be in these games where at the end of the season you say the record's 5 and 7 or 4 and 8 or 3 and 9, but they were so close in this game and they were so close in that game. They could have done so much in this game and they could have made that happen in that game. At the end of the day, your record decides whether or not you're going to a bowl game, not how close you played or how good you were in the fourth quarter or how you came back in the third quarter. It's about whether or not you have that win on your schedule. And Syracuse has been in these games each and every one of them. Their three losses that they've had, they've been in all of them. Middle Tennessee, they lost two by seven. LSU, they lost two by nine. NC State, they lost two by eight. They were in all of these games, but they did not get started early. They faltered. Middle Tennessee got the momentum from the jump. LSU got the momentum from the jump. NC State got the momentum from the jump. And a huge issue for Syracuse on offense and defense is the run game. They're not running the ball well, and they're not defending against the run well. And that's created a lot of issues to where Syracuse is now. Any game is winnable. I don't like when somebody says, is this a winnable game or is it not a winnable game? Any game is winnable. But what do I think about Syracuse moving forward? Well, I thought they would be better than they are right now but they have to play four quarters. I think Syracuse is so much better than the record shows. I think that the improvements on defense and the ability of this offense to move comfortably and the special teams playing lights out with everybody on special teams that's helping out and Sterling Hoffrichter, the punter, doing so much work with special teams and it's been amazing. And Matt Keller, the snapper, who, you know, goes... The thing is, you never know who the snapper is if they're doing their job essentially. And I want to change that. You know, I want to say Matt Keller, Matt Keller, Matt Keller, Matt Keller, Matt Keller. Just keep shouting his name out because, you know, this is somebody who has worked very, very hard and doesn't, you know, take credit for really anything. He he gives it to his teammates. But, you know, when you have a good snapper, you don't have to worry about stuff and you don't learn their name because they're good at their job. So there's a lot of good things that are happening on special teams, It's just offense playing a full game and being able to run the ball and defense playing a full game and getting their hands on these interceptions and being able to stop the run. And on the other side, for the offensive side of the ball, to go back to that, they're dropping passes. It's literally a mirror image. Syracuse's blunders on offense and defense are a mirror image of one another. They drop passes on offense. They drop interceptions on defense. They don't run the ball well on offense. They don't stop the run on defense. So they don't run it well offensively, but they allow other teams to run it well offensively against them. So essentially that's put us to where we are right now as this team struggles. There are good things. There's improvement. The offense has improved. The defense has improved. Special teams has improved more than anything. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a team that's two and three. And at the beginning of the season, I said, their sixth win would come between, it would be either at NC State or at home against Pittsburgh. It had to be one of those two. I had wins over Middle Tennessee, Central Connecticut State, Central Michigan. I had wins over Wake Forest and Boston College. That's five. And then you split between Pittsburgh and NC State, and then that gets you to six. Syracuse right now has an uphill climb playing Pittsburgh at home, a team that they lost to 76-61 to in a basketball game that many thought was coached by Jim Beheim and Jamie Dixon of Syracuse and Pittsburgh, respectively, but it was a football game. The irony is, I said, this was a basketball game, and then Syracuse played Pittsburgh in basketball, and they scored less points 
cumulatively than the football teams scored against each other. Most points ever scored in a Division 1A FBS football game, 137 combined points. Gross. Clemson, this is a team that's pushing to get back to the national championship game, probably going to be in the college football playoff bare minimum. Friday the 13th, that could be fun, you know. Maybe maybe the tides turn, maybe it's opposite day. Friday the 13th has all of, you know, all of that air around it, that air of 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 uh, you know what's going to happen and I mean when you come around Halloween time and black cats and the number 13 and Friday the 13th there's all there's all of all of that superstition so maybe that some of that magic can happen I don't know maybe something can happen in that respect but you anticipate Clemson wins that game at Miami you anticipate Miami wins that game they beat a 4-0 Duke team and just embarrassed Duke at Duke at Florida State yeah Florida State struggled but still Florida State and then you have at Louisville. And you got to win one of those games. Because if you, I look at it this way, you got two wins. So if you get Wake Forest, Boston College, pardon me, that's four. So you need to steal two more to get to a bowl game. So you got to beat Pittsburgh, and then you have to beat Clemson, Miami, Florida State, or Louisville. None of those are easy. Beating Boston College is not easy. They took Clemson to the fourth quarter, tied 7-7 seven to seven in Clemson in Death Valley. You think Miami's easy? They're getting back to being a team that you don't want to play. You think Wake Forest is easy? They started the season 4-0. So, in my opinion, it's only getting tougher for Syracuse, and the games that they were supposed to have in their pocket are not there. And the L- I mean, you lose to LSU when you potentially were about to put them on the ropes, and they just lost to Troy at home in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that puts Syracuse under Troy. You beat NC State, and NC State just beat FSU. It's a huge signature win that you don't have now. So Syracuse has to stop beating themselves and start defeating their opponents. We'll take a step aside, and we will come back, starting off with the offensive side of the ball and my conversation with Steve Ishmael coming up next. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Manja! Wake up call listeners. No, seriously. Eat up at Manja Italian Grill. Open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday at 2 Oswego Street in Baldensville, right on the Seneca River. Every Thursday is game show night from 7 to 9 p.m. hosted by Dan Tortora with live music every weekend. Join us every Sunday for brunch at 10 a.m. And don't forget to try our famous Lobster Bloody Mary. Call us at 315-638-8500 for reservations, parties, and catering, or visit us at manjabeville.com. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. Dreisiglady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, 
drysiglady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Drysig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrySigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Well, come close in a couple games here on the road. What are the positives that you can take away from these losses where the team surged to come back at the end and time ran out? You know, the positive is just, um, you know, us believing that we can compete with any team. You know, um, NC State, we were down 26-7, and we came back in the game just like that. So, you know, I feel like that was real positive for us. And also, you know, LSU, we were down in that game, and we came back just like that. So, you know, I feel like the positive things is that we know that we can compete with these teams. We just got to start off fast and stay in the ball game. Do you feel like that's the only thing that's keeping this team back from those victories is just playing a full 60 minutes? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, just in the first quarter, you know, our defense played great, but we didn't do we didn't do a good, great job as an offense putting up points. So you know, I feel like the, the faster we get things started, is the faster that we're, I mean, is the is the is the more likely percentage that we're gonna actually win the game. So you know, um, but we, we're doing a great job of coming back. You know, it just when you when you're playing from behind, one mistake can be can can cost you the whole entire game. So you know, I feel like as long as we just got that comfort to win, as we know that we can, we we. Actually Actually got the game we can win we should win the game 
What is it about the offense that it takes a little while to get going? Is it is it just you know breaking off jitters? I mean, what is it where in the second half it's working? It seems like in the second half there's that surge, but in the first half it's kind of the wheels are getting a little bit stuck in the beginning. Uh, I honestly can't say. I, I think I think it's just because like everybody's just I think everybody's just not broken into the game yet. You know, everybody has to get that first play out. But you know, um, we've done a great job. You know, the second drive, doing longer drives. You know, we actually scored on the third drive in the first quarter. So, I mean, it just all, it, I feel like it all just comes with one big play. Once we get that big play, everything else is gonna go start going. You've been a part of some of those big plays, and you've had the opportunity to, in all five games, have over 100 yards receiving. You know, I said it before you even got here that you were one of those guys that that I believe has those eyes on the NFL and an opportunity for the NFL to finally be in a position where you can lead this team and have over 100 yards per game. What does that mean to you to have that leadership and to go in with the dedication of getting it, and then coming out of the game and, and seeing what you were able to do to help the team? Oh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, man. You know, um, I thank Jesus for it. You know, I put him first. And, you know, I feel like everything just fell into fe fell in line. You know, um, as I said, last year was a learning experience. I feel like I could have helped Amba a lot more. I could have been making plays how I've been making this year, last year. But, you know, I just feel like it was a learning experience. And this year, I feel like the Lord just placed all, all, all the barriers on my shoulders to um, help this team win because I feel like if I get it started, if Dungey gets it started, if Zaire, the seniors, get it started, everybody else, is gonna, everybody else is gonna fall in line and start to get rolling and we could win a lot more games. What can you say about the defense and, and how much they've improved to create opportunities for the offense this year? Uh, they've, they've improved a lot, you know, I feel like we carry off their intensity sometimes, you know, um, they, they, they do a great job of getting stops, you know, giving us a lot of opportunities, but you know, we just have to be better as offense and helping them as well and giving them the um, fire that they give us. Sterling Hoffer, very humble in what he's been doing, but he's in the top ten in the country right now in punt average, and he's created opportunities for the defense, like it against LSU, to put the ball on the one and get a safety after that. What can you say about special teams and, and how a lot of different guys who are starters are getting involved there? You know, it's, it's crazy, man. Me, as a, as a receiver, you know, I never really looked into special teams and what they do, because I was always on the offense, offensive side of the ball, but just being in tune with the game and just the game and seeing how close it is and seeing what Sterling and the special teams and the special team unit does, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, as you said, LSU game, he had us on the one-yard line and we end up getting a safety. You know, that's two, that's two unnecessary points, but it helps us, you know. So, you know, I feel like they've been doing a great job. I feel like everybody's been on their P's and Q's. We just got to limit the mistakes and we're going to get this thing rolling easily. Lastly, for me, you have the crosses around your neck. You mentioned God and the placement <laughs> that you're in right now. Just what you can say about faith and how that drives you more than anything else. Uh, it molds me. It molds me. You know, um, firm believer in Jesus and just looking at what he did, came down on the earth, you know, took all the shame, took everything, you know, but, you know, one thing he did it in joy. He didn't quit. He didn't give up, you know, and I just look at, you know, nobody ever suffered more than him, but, you know, I just look at that, like on this team, you know, um, we didn't make a bowl game in, in, in the three years. I didn't get a chance to experience that, but, you know, we're two and three right now, but there's still some more games, and, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep on pushing forward, and I'm not going to quit, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to instill the team to have faith, you know, um, and to believe that we can, we can actually make a bowl game this year. That coming from Steve Ishmael, wide receiver of the Syracuse Orange. He is a senior. He played as a true freshman, so he's had experience all the way through from the moment he came to Syracuse. I always felt like we could see more of 
Steve Ishmael. I always thought that he should be involved more in the offense. And last year, not so much. And he said that. He's like, I could have done more to help out Amba Adetawo. And now he's here. I don't think that it's a surprise that Steve Ishmael is playing as well as he's playing. I don't think it's a surprise that he's putting up numbers. I always saw this in the, in him. I saw this in him before he came to Syracuse. I saw this in him when we were talking for a year plus when he was being recruited by Syracuse and working on who he was going to commit to and where he was going to go and, and whatnot. Now we're looking at a guy who has over 100 yards receiving in every single game he had this season so far. Central Connecticut game, 12 catches, 134 yards. Middle Tennessee game, 14 catches, 116 yards. Central Michigan, 8 catches, 139 yards. LSU, 11 catches, 123 yards. NC State, 6 catches, 120 yards. Absolutely amazing. And finally got his first touchdown on the road against LSU and then got another touchdown against NC State. You look at a player in Steve Ishmael who, you know, I said, I was like, I hope that his final season, you get to see everything that I believe that he is and he's capable of. And I still don't think we've seen everything yet. The man is averaging 105.3 receiving yards per game this season, which is something that cannot go understated. Yes, the offense needs to get going a little bit sooner, but Steve Ishmael has definitely been a catalyst in trying to get this team rolling and and get this team improving and doing some good things. He had one 100-yard game all of last year. One 100-yard game all of last year, and it came on the eighth game of the season. He's had five 100-yard receiving games in the first five games of the season. He's five for five. Last year, he had one in 12 chances, and it happened eight games into the season for 2016. He had one in 2015 as a sophomore, and he had none in 2014, closest he came was against Pittsburgh, six catches for 97 yards. So in three years combined, Steve Ishmael had two 100-yard receiving games. In his final season, this current season, he's had five in five games. Two in three years, now five in five games. So you talk about the offense improving, you talk about guys stepping up, and the worry, I didn't worry, I, I had no worry about Syracuse when Ahmed Atawa left because I knew they had Steve. And I knew that we hadn't seen anything of what Steve Ishmael is worth and what he's capable of doing. Now you're starting to see it. And oh, by the way, he has a great teammate in that receiving core with Irv Phillips. Irv Phillips, who this season has two receiving touchdowns of his own, had 188 yards on 17 catches at NC State in the loss there. 188, almost 200 yards receiving in that. He's had 11 catches or more in the both of the games. At LSU, he had 11. At NC State, he had 17. How about this? No wide receiver in Syracuse football history had ever had 11 or more catches in back-to-back games until Steve Ishmael did it to open the 2017 season. And then a couple games later, Irv Phillips became the second one to do it in games four and five. So it had never been done in the history of Syracuse football with Kadri Ishmael, with Rob Moore, with Art Monk, with Quentin Spotwood, with Kevin Johnson, and the list goes on and on and on. Had never happened in the history of all the great Syracuse receivers. And then it happens twice in one season. Steve Ishmael does it first, and then Irv Phillips. Irv last season had two 100-yard receiving games. He has one already this season. 
put up some very substantial numbers last year, did a phenomenal job last year. And I know that a lot of people were focusing on Amba Adetawo and everything that Amba did. And, and you know, obviously he, he took a lot of the focus, but you cannot under look or overlook, I should say, the work of Irv Phillips last season and everything that he was able to put forward for the team last season. He ended the season with 822 receiving yards. 800, 822 receiving yards on the season for Irv Phillips, even with Amba Adetawo there, which says a lot about what this gentleman was doing with his game and trying to improve his game and make the most out of his game. He's always been a favorite target of Eric Dungey. And that's been pretty clear in how many catches he had. And how about this? He had he had just shy of a hundred receptions last season alone. Irv Phillips did in 2016 as a junior. He came in the same time as Steve Ishmael, so they're both seniors because they both played as true freshmen. But Irv is at a different road. Steve's always been a receiver. Irv has been a running back, a wide receiver, and an H back, which is that slash, which is sometimes a runner and sometimes a receiver and whatnot. Irv in 2015 as a sophomore was out of three games due to injury and his best receiving day was at South Florida, five catches for 75 yards. As a rookie, as a freshman in 2014, he only had a few games. I mean, he caught a pass here and there. His best game was four catches for 10 yards and then four catches for 16 yards. The four for 10 was at Wake Forest. The four for 16 was against Duke at home. So Irv Phillips, from what he was in 2014 in a different offense, 2015 in a different offense, and then 2016 in a different offense, you know, you, you look at him last year, almost 100, 100 receptions and over 800 yards receiving. Now you're looking at a man who had almost 200 yards receiving in one game and just made history with Steve Ishmael, the only two receivers to ever have back-to-back 11 or more catches in back-to-back games for Syracuse in the history of Syracuse football. So big shout out to these offensive players trying to get it rolling. And like I said, the offense got to play 60 minutes. And Steve Ishmael agreed with that. I said, is the biggest issue the fact that this team has just not played a complete 60 minutes? And he said, yes. That's what he thinks today. He said, yeah, I think so. Clearly playing 60 minutes for this team hasn't happened yet. And if it did against NC State and if it did against LSU and if it did against Middle Tennessee, you know, we could we could think about. I know, I know this might be crazy to say, but you could have been looking at a five and zero Syracuse team going into their game for homecoming at home against longtime rival Pittsburgh. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and WakeUpCallDT.com, your one stop sports shop, and we will come back with my one on one conversation on the defensive side of the ball, and that is with defensive lineman Alton Robinson, who's coming to the show for the first time ever. Very happy to have him on the show. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Hey, wake-up call listeners. This is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville.
Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop at Honda City. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. You've gotten into the rotation. Obviously, you came in late to the team in the fall here. Just what you can say about how quickly you feel like you caught on to the defense here. Uh, it definitely took a few weeks to get caught on to everything, you know, uh, all the assignments and things like that because the mental aspect of the D1 level football is definitely ramped up from Juco. When you look at being a part of this rotation and what you've been able to do, it's only a few weeks into the season, and you said it took a little bit of time to get the reads down, get everything that you needed. How quickly do you feel like you got it? Was it by game one, game two? When did you feel like you were finally getting a little bit comfortable in the defense? Uh, I would say every day is a learning experience, so every day I'm learning something new. Uh, I still definitely am always trying to find out the best way I could possibly do things because there's always room for improvement. When you look at room for improvement, this team has come close. The defense has done some good things on the road at LSU and at NC State. What positives can you take from those games despite them being losses? Uh, Positives is this, that uh, when we put our mind to it, we can definitely play with anybody in the country. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, definitely it. It's definitely uh, focus and technique. When you look back at at your story and and what it took to get to Syracuse, you were verbally committed to and and signed on to play Texas A&M, right? And then went to JUCO, had some off the field, and and then found your way here. You had opportunities from Alabama and Baylor and different schools. What can you say you learned from the adversity of of going through the situation that you had? Uh, One thing I was definitely learned is that it's not over until it's over. And uh, if you definitely... If it's something that you really want to do, you're going to find a way to do it. No matter whether if it's for football or school or if it's anything in life, if you want to do it, you can do it. What can you say about the support system that was around you when you had to go through that adversity? Uh, my support system always stayed strong. It basically consisted of, you know, uh, family members and coaches. Uh, I made a lot of 
lifelong friendships and you know with coaches and players at the junior college and you know some that I already had from high school so it was definitely a blessing to have those type of people on my side and then uh, yeah. Did you learn in your opinion a lot about personal responsibility within that did it help you grow as a man going through that? Uh, yes sir it definitely helped me grow because uh, the phrase I can say is you definitely got to touch a skillet to know it's hot. So it was definitely a learning experience. And when you go through something like that, how does it help you speaking with your teammates if they're going through some tough times or some adversity? Can you impart any wisdom on them from what you went through? Uh, yes, I can. A uh, simple phrase would be just to grind it out. And, you know, if it's something you want to do, like I said before, you'll, you'll get it done. You'll find a way. The road to Syracuse and getting an opportunity to be with this team and now being out there as a starter. What can you say about the guys that have been around you, the, the Brandon Berries, the Kingsley Jonathans, and, and so on and so forth, Josh Black, Kendall Coleman? What have they taught you? Uh, they definitely taught me a lot, uh, especially coming in late. A lot of those guys already knew a lot of the techniques and different things like that, so they've been nothing but helpful to me. They uh, Since day one, they've been helping me with you know alignments, fits, and things like that. So I'm glad to have those guys also with me here. Syracuse has been a defensive line by committee for the last couple seasons. What can you say about the rotation and knowing that the next man up might come one play away? Uh, that's definitely, I think that's a blessing to have that anywhere, uh, to be able to come off the field and have somebody to be able to ramp it up behind you, in front of you, all over the field. That's always a blessing. And lastly for me, Dino Baber has given you an opportunity to come here and start that new chapter. What can you say you'll always appreciate from Coach, even though you've just started out at Syracuse? Uh, I appreciate him uh, cracking the door for me, and now it's my job to bust it off the hinges. That coming from Alton Robinson, Texas A&M verbal commit, signee, then some stuff happened off the field, which we discussed, and that you just heard just now, and he ended up going to junior college instead. He had offers from Alabama. He had offers from Baylor. Some amazing programs out there. Went to junior college after everything went down. Trying to learn his lesson, trying to move forward from here, grow, and become a better person. And now he is where he is. He's at Syracuse. He's got three seasons of eligibility, and he's fought his way to a starting job with the Syracuse Orange. You know, people do things. Things happen. Some people make mistakes. Some things. Some people do things on purpose. But it is after we have a blunder. It's after a sin. It's after a mistake that we either continue to sin, continue to blunder, continue to make mistakes, or we demand better from ourselves. We do better. And Elton Robinson got a second lease on life on NCAA Division I A football in the FBS with Syracuse, with Dino Babers. He has another chance, a new lease on football, another opportunity to be a Division I football player. And he came in very late to the team, late in fall camp. And it speaks volumes to his work ethic and what he's picked up on and what he's been able to do that Dino Babers feels comfortable enough to not only put him in the two deep, but to make him a defensive end starter going up at home against Pittsburgh. So to the story of Elton Robinson that is still very much well unwritten, I hope nothing but the best for him, for who he is on the field, off the field, for the person that Elton Robinson is in general. And I really do appreciate his time. We'll take a step aside and we will come back with another phase, the third and final phase that we'll have on today's show of Syracuse. And that is Sterling Hoffrichter, 
punter for Syracuse. It's in the top 10 in the nation in average yards per punt. He will join me right after this fast break. This is a wake-up call fast break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome in your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game Inside their walls, Lees and Staggerwald downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. The Penn & Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn & Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn & Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. Well, I wanted to 
start first and foremost with the fact that's top 10 in the country as far as average almost 50 yards a punt. Just what you can say, you know, I know it's not about the individual, it's about the team, but when you see that, when you see that you're in the top 10 in the country, just what that means to you. I mean, it's cool. Um, just trying to help our team the best we can. Uh, a lot of it, punting average is important, but the, I think the more important stat is net punt. Uh, so just trying to keep the returns as low as possible, give our defense good field position. What can you say about, I mean, obviously you're doing your job punting the ball away, but the special teams unit's the one that has to decide where that ball is going to be, you know, get down to the ball, make sure they down the ball, and obviously if there's a return that's going to happen to make sure that they're there quick enough to stop them after a yard or two. What can you say about the special teams unit that helps you when you're punting the ball? Uh, just having faith in them. Uh, all players on the punt team, uh, they've done a great job so far, and I've all the confidence in them that they'll get the job done. Uh, so I just focus on getting the ball where I need to, whether wherever we're trying to punt it, uh, whether whatever style we're trying to do, and just try to make sure I give them the best chance to go down the ball as deep as we can or get a fair catch. The unsung heroes a lot of times come on the special teams unit. What can you say about that unit and just how key it's been because I mean it looked like against LSU it was it was darn near perfect in that game and, and gave every opportunity to the offense of having you know having some opportunities there defensively as well what special teams was doing in the kick return punt return as well as what you were doing punting the ball away so what can you say about some of the unsung heroes in special teams like who are they yeah some of the guys that maybe stick out to you uh, scoop and wit uh, in the LSU game they both did a great job down the Ball at the uh, the one yard or yeah the one yard line, um, and then uh, even like Zaire who plays defense the entire time, uh, he's done an excellent job on on punt, just trying to get off the blockers and getting down the field, helping cause fair catches. But really as a unit, I feel like everyone does their job uh, the best they can, and so far we've done really well. It looks easy when somebody like you is kicking the ball away, but just speak to what it takes for preparation to get that ball up in the air, make sure you get the hang time to get the guys down the field. And then when it bounces, I mean, yeah, they call it, the luck of the bounce is, you know, has a lot to do with field position. It rolls into the end zone, the other team's in good shape, it stops at the one, then you got a chance. So just what you could say about preparation and the spin on the ball and, and some of those things that go unnoticed. All right. So when, uh, when Coach Luster got here, uh, I think we met like the first or second day he got here and we just talked about what we're going to be doing on punt. Um, kind of give me a heads up what, what I need to work on. So then after that, uh, at practices, or like when we went out and would kick by ourselves, like Matt would snap to me and I'd punt. We just focused on what uh, I had to get accomplished this year, uh, change from last year, just to get us higher up in the ranks as a punt team to help our entire team as a whole. So that was, that's the main thing I did was just all summer, just kept working on it. As far as some of the things that you do that I was speaking, I might go unnoticed, just your technique and whatnot. Are there little nuances, little tricks to doing it, some things that we wouldn't see with the average eye? Uh, not really. I don't think much has changed uh, from last year to this year. Just more confident. Um, I guess overall my form's a lot better. Uh, playing a lot better punts than I did a year ago. So I think overall it's just, it's just about the same.
when you and I spoke when you were getting recruited, it was the opportunity to be a kicker or a punter. You had the opportunity recently to kick a field goal from almost 40 away. What can you say about the dynamic? Would you like to do both? How do you kind of look at that going forward? I mean, obviously punting the ball, you've done well for the team, but what can you say about you know potentially going back or at least having an opportunity here and there to to be the guy on the field goal? Yeah, I mean it's uh, whatever the coaches decide, whatever they think will give us the best chance of winning. I mean that's all we're really here for is just try to win win football games, get to bowl games, and just have fun. When you look back at LSU and NC State, those were games obviously away from the Carrier Dome that were within reach of Syracuse. Less than six minutes left to go in the LSU game is 28-26. And then NC State, team fought back and had an opportunity toward the end. You don't get those, obviously there's a bitter taste after that, but can you take positives away from going on the road against a strong team like NC State that people maybe underestimate and then going up against an SEC team and being able to play into both of those games in the fourth quarter? Yeah, there's always positives that you can bring away from games. Um, I mean, LSU, as a punt team, we felt like we did a really good job. We helped our team out best we could. Um, then NC State, again, like I had a, we had a decent game as punt. I mean, I could have done better. Um, but overall, I mean, there's always positives you can take away from games. When you look at, going back to the LSU game, the punt that was down at the one that ended up sending up the safety right afterward, just, I mean, there's guys that throw touchdown passes. You know, Eric Dungy gets a big pass, feels great about it. Steve Ishmael, what he's been doing as a receiver, 100 yards every single game, there's a lot of focus on that. For you, is your touchdown feeling essentially when that ball is placed at the one and there's a safety right after? I mean, do you get that sensation of, all right, we got him, we got him exactly where we want him? To a point, yeah. I mean, I just try to keep doing my job. Um, once the punt's over, like once we get down, then I'm just worried about the next play that I have that I can help our team win. Dino had said to me that he tells all the girls on campus that they need to snatch you up real quick because you're going to have work on Sundays. What's your response to that? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I have a girlfriend back at home, so out. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, he's he's a funny guy. Does does she anticipate that she'll have somewhere to go on Sundays in a couple of years? No idea. <laughs> what do you think about that when your head coaches? I mean, you're only a sophomore on the team. You played as a true freshman. When your coach is saying this man's going to have work on Sunday, I mean, it's if you're a good punter in the NFL, there's 32 jobs. Some of those guys stay in those jobs for 10 years, 12 years, their entire career, they're not leaving one team. Right. So when you hear your head coach say, there's a spot for Sterling out of those 32 jobs, what do you think about that? It's a cool feeling, but I mean, just being a sophomore, I'm just worried about what I can do now. I um, still have two more years left of college, so I can still just help the football team get to bigger bowl games uh, in the future. That's all I'm really worried about right now. What can you say about this year's football team? The record's two and three, but it feels like this team is, is knocking at the door and right at the cusp of making those big moves. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like we're so much better than we were last year. Um, defense, I mean, a lot of people don't see it. Defense is so much better this year. Um, and offense, we're almost there with offense and special teams. I mean, when we get all three together, I really believe we'll be one of the best teams out there. Justin Lustig, how much has he done with the special teams unit? In your opinion, I hear from no matter what position, what guy it is, they all say one word when I ask them about Justin, and that's energy or energized, or just big personality. What can you say about Justin's personality and how that 
has created such a positive room in special teams. Yeah, he's always coming in. We're always uh, starting meetings with uh, song to get everyone just ready to go. And then, Is he singing? No. <laughs> no, just music playing over these speakers. Um, and then we all just start start the meeting off just ready to go. And uh, just his energy always keeps it keeps it going. If he thinks people fall asleep, it makes people stand up. And he just keeps everything energized. Lastly, what should the country know about special teams, that one phase that, that goes unnoticed, but is, as I said before, the most important phase about where the offense is going to start and where the opposing defense is going to start. So what can you say about those those yards that are extremely important in the game? The, the I think Dino called them you know, hidden yardage that you obviously dictate, special teams dictates what's going to happen. So what can you say about being unnoticed yet being extremely important. Yeah, like like you said, it's, it's hitting yardage. I mean, it doesn't show up on stats at all, really. Um, but it's it's extremely important. I mean, starting at the 30-yard line after kickoff return compared to starting at the 15, it's a big difference. Especially if the team were to go three and out, and they're playing from the 15 instead of the 30. So it just all adds up that you just a lot of people don't see it, but it really does make a big difference in the game. Riley Dixon has work in the NFL right now. Do you take anything from him, any advice from him, any tutelage from Riley? Uh, when he was here the entire year uh, that I was under him, I really learned from him a lot. Um, and then now, when he comes back during the summer times, we'll work together occasionally. So, yeah. Can you throw as good as he can? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't a high school quarterback, so I can't throw as good as he can. How about running the ball? Maybe not as good, but give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. That coming once again from punter of Syracuse, Sterling Hoffrichter. He's only a sophomore, is Sterling Hoffrichter, out of Armwood High School down in Florida, not too far away from HB Plant, where Syracuse backup quarterback Rex Culpepper went to high school, as well as Syracuse starting cornerback Scoop Bradshaw went as well. So pretty awesome story that you uh, that Armwood is right there. If you're going from Orlando to Tampa, you got to go past Armwood to get to HB Plant. So not too far away from one another were Sterling Hoffrichter as well as Scoop Bradshaw and Rex Culpepper. When we look at Sterling Hoffrichter and his career, he obviously brought up uh, Riley Dixon and what Riley Dixon was to Syracuse. Very tough to be a punter in the NFL. There's only 32 jobs. And Riley Dixon got one of them with the Denver Broncos, had it last year, and still has it this year. And I feel very honored that when the Broncos visited the Syracuse, uh, when the Broncos visited the, I want to say Syracuse Orange, of course, when the Broncos visited the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was down there covering that game last season for the 2016-17 season, I had an opportunity to interview and spend some time with Riley Dixon, as well as write an article about it. So thank you so much to Riley for his time. And, and Riley Dixon and I both hail from the same high school, Christian Brothers Academy, right there in Syracuse, New York. So a big shout-out to Riley Dixon and to the work that he has done. And a shout-out to the fact that Dino Babers believes that Sterling Hoffrichter will have one of those 32 jobs when he goes to the NFL as well. Being a kicker or a punter in the NFL or a long snapper or a center, so a lot of those jobs that if a guy gets entrenched in there and he is good, he will be there for a decade, a decade plus. So to say that Riley Dixon is a punter in the NFL is something huge for Syracuse and Central New York. To say Sterling Hoffrichter is going to be another one and that Riley and Sterling will both be in the NFL together, that's a huge statement. Coming from Valrico, Florida in Armwood High School.
Sterling is a redshirt sophomore. He redshirted in 2015 as he was under Riley Dixon and learning from Riley Dixon, which he spoke on a little bit in our conversation here today. And as a freshman, he earned first-team freshman All-American honors from Athlon Sports and CampusInsiders.com. And this man did a lot of work for Syracuse's team and and obviously you know gave of himself in his freshman year to go out there and do what he needed to do and punt the ball you know it's it, and it can be a thankless job and it could be a job that just people don't pay attention to enough he played in all 12 games last year he was filling in for one of the best punters in college football in Riley Dixon and probably the best passing and running punter in college football which was Riley Dixon and here's Sterling Hoffrick, you're trying to, to fill those shoes, and your concern is how can somebody even come close to filling those shoes? And the man did a good job. He was involved in, in one kickoff last year. He was not asked to attempt any field goals last year as a freshman, and in punting the ball away, he had 3,289 yards punting. His longest was 65 yards. He, averages, he averaged 42.7 yards per punt had 24 punts inside of the 20-yard line and 23 punts of 50 yards or more. Only one of his punts got blocked. In 2017, he's played in all five games, already has 1,113 yards punting. So he has an average of 46.4 yards per punt, which is good enough to be in one of the top 10 punters in the nation with 46.4. If he's averaging 46.4, and you look at the fact that the team has seven more games on the schedule, if he's averaging 46.4, and you multiply that by the upcoming seven games that the team has, you're looking at, well, that's 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 yards per punt. Let me do this a different way. He has 113, now 1,113 total yards on 24 punts. So 1,113 divided by five games is 222.6 punting yards per game. You multiply that by seven, that's another 1558. You add that to what he currently has with 1,113, and he'll have over 2,600 yards punting. Now, obviously, you don't want your punter to be out there because you want to be scoring points. But when your punter is putting the ball inside of the 20 multiple times, and is giving you an opportunity against LSU where he put the ball on the one-yard line, didn't get the touchback, and you got to give credit to the special teams as well to get down there and down the ball at the one. To have the ball at the one-yard line, the very next play was a safety caused by outside linebacker Paris Bennett. So Sterling Hoffrick put the ball inside the five multiple times against LSU at LSU in Death Valley, which is supposed to be one of the most difficult places to hear yourself and play the game. And not only that, put the ball inside – Put the ball at the one, and on the next play, the defense took care of business and forced a safety, and then Syracuse got the ball back after the punt that follows the safety. So two huge things happen from one Sterling Hoffrichter punt. Top 10, as I said, in average in the nation so far with almost 50 yards averaged per punt, and the guy deserves a lot of credit for the work that he has done. It is, like I said, a lot of times it's a thankless job, and it's hidden yardage, which Dino Babers discusses, that hidden yardage. you got to think about it like this. Your punter determines where their offense starts and your defense has to defend from. 
your punter has a huge piece in the game because of that. On kickoffs, you're deciding whether it's going to be a touchback or not, if they're going to run it out or not. On kick returns, your special teams is deciding where your offense starts. On punt returns, your punt returner is deciding where your offense starts. So special teams has a hand in every single piece of this. Where does the offense start and where does the where does the opposing offense start? And Sterling Hoffrichter has done a phenomenal job. He's also been asked to kick a few field goals. He's two of three this season. Only been asked to, to try three of them and He's made two out of three, 67% on the season thus far. And Sterling Hoffrichter came in with the opportunity to be both, and he can do both, and you heard him discuss both. So I'm very excited to see you know, what Sterling can be in the future because Cole Murphy is finishing his eligibility as a place kicker for Syracuse. So what will Syracuse do with this? Will they have Sterling have double duty, or do they want him to concentrate on being a punter and, and what he can do in the NFL, or do they want him to show the NFL that he could do multiple things and give him an opportunity? Sterling Hoffrichter, very humble guy, doesn't say too many wonderful things about how great he plays, just goes out and does his job, and you heard that in our conversation here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com and on the downloadable app wakeupcalldt.podbean.com and wakeupcalldt.podbean.com backslash mobile for all your devices. You can download the iTunes podcast, download the Wake Up Call free app through Podbean, and download the RSS feed on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com simply by going to the homepage and scrolling down right under the live feed of MixLR. It says download for free, and you can download all of those outlets, and they're all 100% free. Not free with this, free with purchase, free in-app, da 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 They're all free. They're completely and totally free right now, so make sure you do it. And, and download the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast. Make sure you link to that and download the app on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com backslash mobile. We'll take our final step aside of this special broadcast on Syracuse football with all three phases of the game and get you all set from here. Very excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment after this fast break. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315 315- 
315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events, giving you a reason to celebrate. Hi, this is Sal Lamedico, owner and operator of Sal's Pizza and Restaurant, 41 East Genesee Street in the village of Baldersville. We're family owned and operated since 2002. We take pride in customer service and quality of food where it's paramount we don't choose between both. We offer carry-out, delivery, and catering. Or you can bring your family and friends in and enjoy a friendly staff and comfortable atmosphere. Trivia is offered once a week, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Call us at 315-638-8505 or visit us online at salspizzabville.com. We're here at Sal's Pizza Restaurant. We're more than pizza. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, as well as on the Wake Up Call DT free app. You can get by going to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com backslash mobile. Or you can go straight to wakeupcalldt.com, and right under the live feed you will see Hear Back Wake Up Call broadcast for free below. And there's the Wake Up Call RSS feed. Click on the logo to download the RSS feed and save it. You can click on the Wake Up Call show app available on Podbean. And you can click on the Wake Up Call podcast on iTunes. Each and every single one of those will get you to over 770 broadcasts of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And typically every Monday through Friday, you will hear Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. And I shouldn't say typically. Every Monday through Friday outside of being on vacation or or having something happen with scheduling and whatnot, we are live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash DT. Make sure you continue with the show and stay connected all the time on Facebook at DT. Find the page and click like on Twitter at CallDT, C-A-L-L-D-T. That's at C-A-L-L-D-T. Make sure you click follow and on Twitter at Dan Tortora Media. Click follow on there too. You can also become a follower on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt to over a thousand video episodes. And you can do everything else that I had already mentioned by linking up on the RSS feed, the show app, downloading that on Podbean, and the iTunes store free podcast. Those are all located on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com. Extremely accessible and very easy to get to, so make sure that you connect yourself that way. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to thank my special guests here in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. I would love to give a special, special thanks to Sterling Hoffrichter of Syracuse's special teams, punter for the team and sometimes a place kicker. I want to give a special thanks to defensive lineman Elton Robinson in his first season of a potential three with Syracuse, trying to resurrect his career and start a new positive chapter in his life that will carry his book from here on out in a positive fashion toward a wonderful, wonderful future. And I want to give a special thanks to Steve Ishmael, one of my closest friends in the game, I would have to say, and somebody that I truly appreciate, respect, and has treated me like family from day zero, wide receiver Steve Ishmael, who is having the type of season that I know he's capable of, and I still believe there's more in the tank, and I still believe that he is a player that should get an opportunity in the NFL to showcase himself. God bless, and thank you to Steve, 
Thank you to Elton, thank you to Sterling, and thank you to you for listening in. This has been Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and I hope you have a blessed day.